0: I'm Tui, I'm from East Baltimore, 33. I tore my ACL, and that was the most devastating thing that ever happened to me. That's when my drug abuse started. And, you know, over the years it progressed. I thought I could just, you know, clean myself up, not be sick and not be well, but it's more mental. Um, power's a great, a great foundation for me. It, it really impacted my life a lot. It's the best thing that could have happened to me.
1: For the last three decades, Power Recovery Center has been a hub of alcohol and drug treatment within the Baltimore City area. A few of our clients were willing to be transparent and share their stories of hope and recovery.
0: I was always an intelligent kid. I knew I was different. I was really good in basketball. I started playing basketball when I was about five. I always played with the boys in my family. So I think that's contributed to a lot why I was a good athlete. But I was also a scholar athlete. I maintained good grades. I got a scholarship. I made scholar athlete award. I wanted to go out of state, but my mom didn't want me to go out of state. It was right after September 11th, and, you know, the traveling, she just didn't feel safe with me traveling to any other state. Um, so I went to BCCC. Um, we did excellent my first and second year. We made it to the uh, championship. But my second year, five games in, I tore my ACL. And that was the most devastating thing that ever happened to me. And it was also devastating, too, because that's when my drug abuse started. A lot of kids nowadays, they're getting into drugs because of um, doctor-prescribed injuries, stuff like that. So I got a taste of Percocets. And me being an athlete, never doing a drug, I liked it. And, you know, over the years, it progressed. It went from Percocets to Xanax, then to street market, heroin um it 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 really impacted my life a lot, you know what I'm saying. um, I did obtain my criminal justice uh associate's degree. I did do that, but I still wasn't the toy I knew I could be because it always felt like something was missing. so yeah, I come from a good background. My mom and dad are still married to this day. I'm actually a twin. Her name is Joy, and I have an older sister. Her name is Shakia. Um, I have a beautiful family, a family that loves me, but in my journey, I've lost their trust because I didn't understand that I thought I could just, you know, clean myself up, not be sick, and not be well, but it's more mental. Um, Powell's a great, a great foundation for me. When I first got here, I was still using. I wasn't ready. So they did the biggest thing they could do for anybody like me. They sent me to a 30-patient inpatient facility. And I got myself together there. And I've been back since January the 4th. And it's the best thing that could have happened to me because I'm just different now. I learned that I have to change my behaviors. I have to first change my behaviors. And then, you know, everything else will follow. I mean, staying clean, that's just... Something that I know that I need to do, you know, because we can practice abstinence from the drug, but it's correcting those old behaviors. I've learned that change does not come from a place of comfort. You have to be real uncomfortable in order to change. That was one of the most profound things I learned. It sounds so simple, but it's really complex. I also learned that you can't do this alone. For years, I thought I could beat my addiction alone, but, you know, after a couple times bumping my head, I had to realize that I can't do this alone. Um, It's okay to fail. You're going to fail, but it's how you get back up after after the fact that you fail. This is an immaculate program. I would recommend this to anybody. Um, They give you second chances here. When you complete the program, they offer you jobs. So you can be a productive member of society. So I would definitely recommend this program because if you like me, I stumbled and bumped my head. You would want somebody to give you a second chance. The most helpful to be, I would have to say, is Miss Wanda. Miss Wanda, she's in control of crisis housing for people. She give you a place to stay when you have nowhere to go. She make you feel comfortable, but she holds you accountable for your actions. Like she really cares. Miss Gina at the front desk, she really cares about us. It's a whole slew of people. The counselors are excellent. We have excellent counselors. It's not been one facilitator that I haven't ran across that hasn't uh, gave me impeccable knowledge. The last time I spoke with my family, I spoke with my mom about three weeks ago. It didn't end well. And I had to realize that my mom's one of my triggers. Like, I have to... Keep my conversation with my mom sweet, sweet, straight to the point because she still has healing to do too. And I have to, you know, come to terms with that. I have to be accountable for the pain that I caused her as a mother, sleepless nights. You know, I stole her peace. My twin, we talk every day. That's just a bond that I can't explain. If you're you're not a twin, you won't understand. Even though she doesn't condone my behavior, she knows that I'm articulate and... I'm an intelligent person. She knows where I can go in life, so she doesn't condone my behavior. She just—we're just twins, and it's an indescribable bond. So I talked to my sisters, my niece, and my nephew. Me and my dad—we have an excellent relationship. My dad—he's a, a recovering addict. He's—he got about eight years clean, so he truly understands. But at the same time, he doesn't condone it neither. So the future for with me would be just peace. You know, for a long time I got boredom, mistaken with peacefulness. And there's no such thing as boredom to me now that I know that now. Um, it's always something to do. So I think if I can obtain my peace, then everything else will fall into place. I'm already a peer recovery coach. I would like to do something in that field, help others, give it back as it was so freely given to me. Um, I could see myself doing something with my uh criminal uh, justice associate's degree, furthering my education. And, you know, just taking it one second at a time because I can't overwhelm or complicate things. When I do that, it doesn't end too good for me. So, you know, just be aware of myself. See myself coming, you know, before it get too destructive. Um, For me, it's no other other way now. God didn't gave me too many chances. So 10 overdoses later, kidnapping, you know, I'm truly bad. I really am. I really am. And I don't have too many times to get this right. One of the the quotes I like, I have it tattooed on me actually. It's one life, one chance. And it's self explanatory. Like we got one life and we got one chance to get this thing right. Um, all I've been through, it's a miracle I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? Some people you might find with a A a greater more remarkable story than mine But all I can tell them is Life is worth living And you have to tap into What you love to do Because it's genius in everybody We just gotta tap into that element Of genius that we have And and embark on it Just tap into it
1: Tiny, and I'm a very good worker um I'm dependable, I'm active, I'm honest, trustworthy. I'm just real. I grew up fathering on over east Baltimore um, and we moved from there to Biddle and Greenmount when I was eight years old. And been living there since then. My mom, and my stepfather. It was a drug addict neighborhood. Everybody on the corners. From the store to the to the house. It was drug related. All around us. I have one sister. I had two brothers, but one of my brothers passed away, so now I got one sister and one brother. And I'm the youngest. I was smart, but I was outgoing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel as though I'm street smart and book smart. I love to read. I love to write. Um, I enjoy writing because it helps relax me, especially if I'm going through something. I just keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. And then it feels like a load lifted up off of me. My dad and my mom were still together before they got their divorce. My dad used to take me out when he was a cab driver, let me ride around with him while he worked and stuff on my 13th birthday. I was 18 years old when I first started smoke, sniffing and smoking crack. I ain't started sniffing dope until I was in my 30s. I, I got that from my brother. But I was on and off, on the ball, on and off. I'm, I, at this moment of my life, I'm I'm tired of stopping. Then going again. I'm done. I quit. I quit. I'm engaged at the moment. Yeah. 11 years plus, we've been together. Um, He ended up leaving me because I chose the streets and the drugs. I never thought that man would ever leave me. But I found out when he left, a person get tired. And he kept telling me he's tired. He's going on 11 years clean time. He went through recovery one time and ain't looked back since. So I felt like God put him in my life for a reason. If he could do it, I could do it. I graduated from Powell in 2015 and went back out. So this time, me getting it, I'm keeping it. I hear about bodies being found. People being in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I mean? They just getting killed or dying. The females was getting raped and beat right around in the area I was flowing in. You know what I mean? And it happened like three different times. One female, she she's still living, as far as I know. She said a guy had stuck a knife to her side and demanded her to go into this little hole. And he beat her and raped her. And she's still walking around here doing the same thing, you know. And I took that like God. It was saying, Connie, that could be you. When I was looked by the, the police taking the body up and stuff like that, that's what I got out of it. You know what I mean? So I was determined to quit. I mean, it feels good doing it. Even though sitting still is something new for me, I'm still learning how to sit still, you know what I mean, and to be okay with it. I read my N.A. books when I'm at the house. I might come down and look at a little TV, but I'm not in and out. Once I'm in, I'm in. If I ain't with my fiancé or on an appointment or around my husband, I'm in the house because I'm done. I really am. I love the person who I've become today because I feel like I deserve it because I came a long way because I had low self-esteem in the streets. You know what I mean? Um... A lot of females ain't like me. I never knew why, because I never done anything to them. You know what I mean? I wasn't ever a peace, people pleaser. So it got dangerous out there for me. So I came to power once again. They have taught me how to be strong in my addiction, um, not to look at back at my past, to keep looking forward, because I can't change what it was already done. Um... Basically, like, um, power saved my life once again. They got picked me up and brushed me off. Now I'm on my own to keep doing the step work. I love power. They give, me, they give me a chance, another chance, even though I graduated. I was welcomed back when they saw me. And... Ever since then, a lot of them see me walking up down the street right now in the today, they be like, you're doing good, kind of. You're looking like yourself again. You know what I mean? And it makes me feel good that others notice I'm in the process of getting. The people at um, housing told me I'm at the top of the list. They're just waiting for a unit, meaning an open apartment. So I got my heart crossed. That was other than my fingers. I was into habit. By the time I leave Pile, I've another chance of, of being making it my home. My my fiance moving with me. It's an awesome program, and it works. But you just gotta be willing to come to Pile and get your life back to do the step work. You know, it's waiting. everyday lives are being transformed in southeast baltimore through the power recovery center if you or someone you love needs to be in treatment please contact our staff at 410-276-1773 or you can visit our website at power recovery